good folks and welcome to the movie review. Uh, this is episode five. Have we done four already? That's quite, like that's quite good. <laughs> oh, I don't think we've... It feels like forever. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've done it for about three weeks now. Because uh, obviously we had the camping trip and... Uh, and our birthdays. Yes, and stuff like that. I've got made wrong. So, um, thank you for sticking with us if you have done. Uh, sorry it's been so long. And um, we're going to... Um, carry on as normal uh, I might as well introduce us in case you are a new listener I am Simon Fryer joining me are on uh, my left Mr Tommy Dempsey how do uh, on my front <laughs> facing me is Mr <laughs> Mr Rich Hassan don't look at me like that <laughs> yeah. you could have just said sitting opposite me I, yeah I just I say thought, on the, uh, the I images. thought about that and then I thought no I'm going to I, I, <laughs> I'm going to make it it's easy. like just like earlier I was halfway through the sentence and I thought stuff it I'll go with it <laughs> I'm carrying on uh, so being the silent one sitting opposite me is Mr Rich Hatton funny enough hi look of disgust yeah. and uh Facing, uh, facing me, but from a slightly jaunty angle. <laughs> facing me, Mister, Mister Antremain. Hey, yeah. This is a trailer. Now uh, we'll uh, we'll keep things off with uh, the trailers. Um, and I'm not going to have the last word. No. Well, let's we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm you didn't even do it on purpose. No. Right? So, <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. I might just do it on my purpose and I'm going to Shit. Sorry, that was quite a big one. It was a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's a bitch, by the way, not my, not my, not my appendage. He is, of course, referring to his thumb. Oh, should, should have said why, thank you. It was, wasn't it? Uh, right, so, um, oh, getting off to a good start this week, I think. Uh, smut overload, I believe. Oh, yes. Um, so, uh, first of all, let's talk about trailers. Uh, let's talk about Skyline. Let's talk about that one first. Not a lot happened. It looks Not like Independence Day. Yeah, it's very Independence Day. Basically, the, the trailer was uh, referring to a recent news article that Stephen Hawking, uh, the, the famous uh, scientist. British. Yes, British. We can do Is it he? better. He, yes. You can't tell through the robotics. I, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, he uh, he recently there was a, a report in the news recently that he said that if aliens uh, were to discover Earth, then it'd be similar to how um, how it turned out for the Native Americans when Columbus went to uh, North America. They sneeze, we're all dead. Yeah, and it's basically so conversely, going, we sneeze, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as who sneezes first. <laughs> as long as it's like a he who sneezes first wins. <laughs> I hope it's not. Let's throw water on them. Oh, they really don't like water. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it has it has a serious Independence Day vibe to it. I thought. Yeah. So Independence Day was serious. It, no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. A man. Raped a spaceship with a plane. Entering its glowing light. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> Apparently, then, he was supposed to be in his, in his crop duster plane, yeah, but it, the it, audience it, thought that that was just too funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that is actually a special feature on the DVD. Uh, so oh, it, it could go either way, Skyline. It could. You know, I'm, 
I'll, I'll watch it. I may not go to the cinema, but yeah, might rent it. So the next trailer that we're, we're talking about is Dinner for Schmucks, which is Steve uh, Steve Carroll and <coughs> Paul Rudd. But uh, Dinner for Schmucks looks sort of all right. I didn't actually get what the whole ad uh, trailer Mr. was Mr. Dempsey, about. please explain. You have yeah, the best I, I, just, I just laughed at yeah. Steve Carell. Um, <laughs> he's invited on a dinner party with his from his boss. I think it means that if, he, if it goes well, he'll get a promotion. But the people that go there have to invite him idiots so that they can all make fun of him. And Paul Rudd finds Steve Carell as his idiot. That sounds like the worst yeah. film. No, but, but yeah, from what I've heard... Ever. It, from what I've heard, the film's quite funny, but the way that Paul Rudd treats Steve Carell character kind of just bummed you out and makes you feel really sorry for him, so you just don't find it funny anymore. That's, at least that's what I've heard. That would be most, most interesting, I'd imagine. Yeah, no. Yeah. Really uh, Maybe another rental for that one. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> uh, the next trailer, uh, which was a, a teaser trailer for The Wicker Tree, which is by uh, Robin Hardy. I hope they think of a better name. That is... I think they're sticking with that. That is gone. I, I saw that and I thought, oh, they're not, are they? And then I found out Christopher Lee was still in it as Lord Summer Isle. Uh, Robin Hardy was directing it and it's based on a short, uh, either a short story or a novel that he's but written. Even still, mate, it's even so, it's, it's like they're, uh, it's like I say, it's, it's an awful name because it seems like they're riding on the. No, uh, no, no, just the name. The Wicked, the wicked Tree. The Wicked tree. Man. The soldiers are quite a nice image, doesn't it? The yeah. Wicked Tree, it's like a, a giant tree made out of other trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. The Tree yeah. Tree. <laughs> the, the Wicked Tree, and you get an old man sitting in it going, ah. <laughs> not, not the sounds he makes, the tree. <laughs> I imagine that's quite a noisy tree to be around. Yeah. Why, why do you just like burn it down? Yeah, yeah. What what made you choose a wicker toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go down the wicker tree, I mean, the, the amount of sequels you can get out of that is yeah. it's like the wicker, uh, like, chair. Uh, the, wicker the wicker toilet, the uh, the wicker chair, the uh, wicker the, house, the Alan Wicker, <laughs> <laughs> the Wicker's world, um, the Wicker Man. No, who makes the things? Man who makes the wicker man. Uh, and, um, and many the wicker house, the, the, uh, the wicker cat. <laughs> uh, the the wicker tree is basically uh, it's a teaser trailer at this stage. I think it's out next year. Basically, uh, the the film doesn't give too much away, but it basically apes. Uh, from the summary of the plot I've read as well, basically apes the uh, the story of the, the original Wicker Man, not the Nicolas Cage remake. Apart, from, although the director's cut of that does make a bit more sense. I've never seen the normal one. The man uh, being less wooden than Nicolas. I'll, I'll say one thing about the Wicker Man, uh, the remake that I saw in the cinema. There was a chap sat in front of us laughing all the way through. <laughs> Brilliant. Because <laughs> he was an old chap. Obviously, he'd seen the original. He was just. Found it hilarious, especially the bit where Nicolas Cage, dressed as a bear, punches out a woman. <laughs> Do they keep the bit where that woman dances like bollock naked? Um, well, not bollock, but you know what I mean. They all dance bollock naked. Yeah. No, but like in the, the room. Man, yeah, the but like the original one where she's in her room and you see uh, her That's not in there, no. That's different. It's a very nice book. I don't know who that was. <laughs> it's not her. It was supposed to be Britta Eklund's body double. It was a student. Mm. Who uh, was living nearby where the film was made? Well, if she's listening, she had a She must have been fit if she could look, be her body double. Mm. But yeah, um, but so it's 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 essentially the same plot yeah, as The Wicker Man, <laughs> but with two Bible Belt Texans 
going over to Scotland to preach the Bible and they go to this they find like people are sort of having a go at them wherever they go uh, and then they go to this small Scottish community where they're all they, they welcome them with open arms and they think oh it's because they uh, they really want to listen to what we're talking about and no they're all pagan worshipping uh, people burners so um, basically it's the Wicker Man but with two people going to the island instead of Holy one shit things uh, get different <laughs> it just got Job. real <laughs> this shit just got real <laughs> dramatic angle uh, and the final trailer that we watched oh, before was before you do Karen, I just oh. remember it's quite funny then instead of saying coming soon I knew it isn't the last word I just thought of something else before we carry on I found it quite funny that it said burning soon at the end yes, of the trailer soon. just to be really shit yeah I mean it should That's be, it should be I don't no, think no. it'll be too bad I mean I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt I mean Robin Hardy made a good film in the first place mm. Christopher Lee is in it and but he's only in it for like five minutes more though. than likely it's probably a bit too old he was originally it? supposed to be the, uh, the lead character the uh the Lord Summer Isle of, uh, of the new New Island, but he uh, he had an accident and he hurt his hip and he couldn't do the uh, do the film. He's old, Tommy. Yeah. It's not funny. He's regular. He should be able he's, to just carry on. Yeah, he's gonna outlive me. He's gonna see the <laughs> end of the world and carry on. But um, yeah, it, it is essentially just a rip of the original Wicker Man, but it's not a sequel and it's not a remake. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> it's, it's just it's a prequel. It's in that. <laughs> it's in that grey area <laughs> yeah, it's, it's where they it's don't want to admit it's a sequel but if you've got Christopher Lee playing Lord Summer Isle that to me unless he gets burnt alive as well he's <laughs> sort of like, he's, he, you can't burn Christopher Lee uh, he'd can. come out of the flames and go you and his voice would just kill everyone yeah and, uh, he'd be reincarnated as Charlemagne yeah. He'd, he'd, yeah he'd sing to people and they'd just die so yeah, moving on to the final trailer we saw, which is absolutely horrendous, and we'll <laughs> also have to make mention of the, uh, the film poster as well, just because it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, Yogi Bear, good God, in CG and 3D and 3D. It's going to be like Scooby Doo one and two. It's going to be like combined Ma- into I mean, one enormous steaming turd. Marmaduke. Oh. I think that probably could be the worst film. In- does this does that film come out this year? Uh, I think it's already out. Oh, that's Yogi Bear. Yeah. Oh, I think even if it does come out this year, I'm going to say I think Mar- Marmaduke would still shit on it as being the worst one. Yeah. It's because got Owen Wilson. Oh, the, the, the redeeming features from Yogi Bear that I saw: Dan Aykroyd as Yogi Bear, but I don't. I wouldn't really place him as Yogi Bear. I place him. He should be someone in the actual. He film. should. Mm. He should be the park ranger. Yeah. He would he would be good at that. His his voice acting was terrible because he didn't sound like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake is, is it Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Is well, it, I fully don't understand now. I mean, he he works. Yeah. As, as he actually good. sounds like Boo Boo. What they should have done, they should have got the bloke who did the voice acting for Yogi Bear in um, Harvey Birdman and got him to do it because he did a bloody brilliant <laughs> job. Of it. I'll take the kiss. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Um, more series so adult swim if you're listening one more series yes um, but Yogi oh, it didn't look very good at all um, Yogi um, getting his bum trampled by some yeah, famous posters the, the, uh, yeah the younger generation the pre-teen market yeah <laughs> you just hate to watch the poster yeah and then the uh, talking <laughs> of which the poster uh, is they must have known what they were doing it's with that sure being buggered by I, don't, I honestly don't think that they did yeah. I, if they did then I don't understand why because yeah. it's bad and if, I, if they didn't then I, I honestly don't think they did know, know what they were doing 
Mm-hmm. If they went honest. into that unknowingly, then they are very, very naive about the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, they did think, let's make a CG remake of... Look, let's make a yeah. CG children's film of Yogi Bear make it 3D. They must be naive. Yeah, I mean, the uh, if you go on, uh, I think it's Den of Geek. And if you basically if you search for Dead of Geek Yogi Bear poster, uh, that'll come up on the it should be the top result on Google. Uh, or or any it, other or, internet based or, searches. Or yeah, or, or, <laughs> or, there's Is Jeeves still going? Yeah, there's adverts for him, they have to put him on the telly. You got walking down red carpet every photos. I, I have not used any other search engine since Alta Vista closed down. <laughs> <laughs> many, many moons ago. I always used to use Ask or Google. Um, I've got a question you could ask Jeeves. Why do you suck? <laughs> yeah. Why are you not as good as Google? But he hasn't got the technology. No, I'm. I'm you can't go. rebuild jeans. No. <laughs> I never go on Ask and, and wonder oh, what's the ask. logo going to be today. Yeah. You'll get asked. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. I'm, I'm not going to bother with Yogi Bear at all. No, you're uh, right. but yeah, uh, go on Den of Geek. Look for the Yogi Bear movie poster. You'll see uh, Yogi Bear standing. Well, Seeming to be looming over Boo Boo with an evil grin on his face. <laughs> yeah, but Boo Boo's got a, a jolly good smile. Yeah, <laughs> Boo Boo's obviously enjoying it. And the, the tagline is, good things come in bears. So, that, <laughs> yeah. says, that says more than it should be. Yeah. So, yeah. If you, if you uh, have a look at the poster and if uh, if your mind is that way inclined, you will find that right. Even if it isn't, you'll still think, hold on. Yeah, hang on a minute. That doesn't make it's, sense. It's even the smart, like the dumbest person in the world, would go, oh, "I hate you, sick." Wait a minute. That's a bitch. It's normally good things come in pairs. Yeah, yeah. but they change it to bears because all the pairs are in the picnic basket. Oh, what? What? I yeah. Uh, picnic, man. Picnic, picnic. You're off, man. You're off. You're sucking my will to live. As you will tell from the brand new stings that we've introduced into this show which we haven't actually called it at the time of this but we're straight after chin chin this is films we don't want to see now this week has been suggested by Mr Dempsey and it is Grease supposed to say I have no intention of watching this uh, it looks I mean I I can appreciate musicals to a certain degree but Grease no. There's one scene that I'd watch as long as it's on mute, and it's the scene where Olivia Newton-John is wearing those extremely tight trousers. That's she was sewed in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sewed yeah. Into the thing. Yeah. Oh. Well, then I'll just. She was a nice schoolgirl at the start, and then she has to turn into. Have you secretly watched this? I have an old uh, younger sister who. Well, when, when you're really when, when you're younger, you know, and you have to watch girly stuff. Yeah, because it was my. Should I want to watch the telly, mum. No, your Amy's watching it. You'll have to wait. Oh, it's Grace. Yeah. Well, I know. can feel my life ticking away ever so slowly. When I was in I, middle I, school, I, my uh, music teacher, she said, uh, "How many of you have not seen Grease?" And me and this other kid put their hand up, and uh, she said, "Oh, you haven't lived." And I was like, "Are you fucking sure about that?" She was a dyke. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why she would enjoy it. Well, okay, Olivia Newton-John, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I love that analogy. Straight. She was a, but she was a bloody dyke. No beating about the bush. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, did this, the story for Grace is that she's a good girl and then he turns her bad or something. Like no. That. She John Travolta before the Scientology kicked in. John Travolta is 
leader of the T-Birds, which is like oh, the local um, high school cool gang. That's, it sounds very West Side Story. Be cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Grease is never a film that will be on any of my rental lists I, upon pain of death, quite frankly. And the second one. I've seen both of them. I've seen both of them. Oh, um, I've seen the, about like five minutes of, which is the one where they have the like big high school party where it's like... High school musical? No, it's not the, <laughs> most, it's not the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen. They have, they have like tribal dancers and... Flinging them out on a chair. Is Michelle Pfeiffer in it? I don't know. She's probably number two. Grease 2, the revenge. I know the first one had them having a high school party and had a full bloody fairground. I wouldn't have minded that at our the end of high yeah, school. Yeah, that's where they sing the, the, the last song. And the car takes off into the air. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I was going to say, it's got a Back to the Future style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a 50s Cadillac taking off. Yeah. Which isn't quite hard. Impossible. We don't need roads. <laughs> They're new films. Next section is cinema and DVD releases. Uh, we've got a bit of catching up to do. So the first film that we talk about is The A-Team. Now, I think I'm the only person to have seen this. Is this DVD or cinema? Uh, cinema. Uh, so I saw The A-Team and uh, believe it or not, I quite enjoyed it. I'm not uh, surprised. It did look quite fun. The, the, the best thing about it is uh, it's not so much that they... they, they over rely on the fact that a TV series came before it, but they they throw in a few nice little. Um, what? It if it feels like the TV series without duplicating it. Right. So it, it's it like exists in the same universe, but it maintains the tone of the original series. So it, it's uh, it's rather good in that respect. Uh, basically, the the A team you see them sort of come together and and then they explain BA's fear of flying. Oh. Because they all get in this helicopter and they're chased by the bad guy and uh, um, Murdoch sort of basically spins the plane upside down and BA almost falls out and face pulls him back in mm-hmm. and that conjures up the, uh, the the thing with BA's fear of flying. They actually explain that uh, and then uh, the film goes to several years later and they've actually done several tours of duty in Iraq. Uh, blah blah blah. They're set up for um, a crime they didn't commit. They're set up for a crime. They're sent to prison. They spend over a year in prison, and then ha- they will break out with the help of uh, Lynch from the CIA, who is the same chap who played Night Owl Two in Watchmen. Ooh. Lynch, for anyone who uh, re- remembers the original A Team series, was the uh, general who was chasing after them every week. Uh, but in this one, the CIA, everyone in the CIA, if they don't want you to know their name, they're, they're called Lynch. So there's actually two Asian lynches in the film. There's the one that's throughout most of it, and there's one at the end as well, which is quite good. Um, so <coughs> they, they, they question. Yes. Why is he called BA? I thought it was bad attitude. Yeah. No, Mr. T is the actor. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus Christ. Well, I wouldn't have that. BA yeah. Baracus. No. Bad attitude. Although actually in the film they don't call him BA. They call him Bosco. Because hmm. that's his name. Yeah. They don't actually call him uh, BA. <coughs> uh, but we may get that in uh, in a second film if it. But it leaves itself open for a sequel. It, it did. It did. The, the whole thing plots out there. The A team are basically on a re- revenge thing against this chap from some other non-affiliated team from Europe or something right. that actually stole the money and the plates. Because basically, it's all about printing your own money and having. Uh, and the print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, so they go through all of that and uh, yada yada yada. The ending was a bit silly because it all went a bit CG crazy because they've got this this plan that that Face has come up with, not Hannibal Face. Uh, and they do the plan and uh, then it all goes a bit crazy. I mean, not we did not out of tone with the rest of the film. Because obviously you got the bit with the um, the play um, the tank the tank parachuting down and he's shooting the. Uh, the unmanned planes down with the uh, yeah, with the tank. UAVs. They are. And uh, they're basically trying to shoot them down and they've got three parachutes and blah, 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 and all that happens. And then once they've dealt with that threat, they, they fly the tank by firing the turret. Nice. And they land in this river. And it's, it's really quite quite cool, that bit. Uh, but there, there are sufficiently silly bits in the film. They do kill people. Unlike the series, and You're just kind uh, of like holding their heads. <laughs> there's uh, serious bits, and uh, even better, Dirk Benedict and uh, Dwight Schultz have cameos in the mm. post credits. He wouldn't, he wouldn't come back for Battlestar, though. No, he came back for the 18. What a penis! Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't got one anymore. Thanks. Yeah, that jokes on him. So next film, uh, you went to the cinema yesterday. Yes, which was Saturday. Yes, and uh, you went to see Scott Pilgrim. I did. <coughs> Looks good. Yes, I, I admit from the trailer it looked shite. Is it is it literally Edgar Wright on meth? Because that's what I got from the trailer. Um, sort of. Yes, yeah. from the bits I've seen, it looks very comic book. Yeah, it's so very video, t- very typical. Yeah, it's very Edgar video. Wright. A lot of video game references in it. Yeah. Uh, like every time there's like Mario coin collecting, and um, they use the Zelda theme. So if you're a video games nerd, you'll get. Yeah, I went with a, a, a couple of people from my workplace who are uber. They're, they're like hardcore comic book yeah. and game people. Probably more hardcore than me. I'm casual. Yeah. I, I'm 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 uh, medium casual. Yeah. So to put me on a, a steak based rating, <laughs> you're very these these are well done. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, 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 not, I'm yeah. not I'm not super hardcore. And I went with a man who dressed like a pirate, which was a bit weird. It wasn't Tess, was it? No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I will admit that it was extremely good. The the lead girl who plays Romana is. Such Have a you seen them? No, because she's only like twenty two. I think she's older than She wasn't she in Fall of Destination Three? Oh, I don't bloody know. But anyway, um, <laughs> this yeah. is a rare instance where they've got them, but you haven't seen them. Yes, yes, he's I'm, working. I've looked. So. I've looked. I've looked. <laughs> I, I have. I, I'm disappointed in you. I don't Must try hard. <laughs> don't blame me, blame her. She's too prudent. <laughs> or just aware of where the paparazzi are. <laughs> Sorry, could you? Yes. <laughs> but, um, the the dirty predator. It's actually very funny. Um, the fight scenes are actually quite good. Um, when they... Spoilers. <coughs> he has to defeat the evil exes later on in the back. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's a good trailer. trailer. Yeah, but they, when he defeats them, because he does... Um, they they shatter into coins, ah. which is quite funny. Um, no, I, um, I quite like the idea of Brandon Brandon Ruth in the film because he yeah. seems to be undergoing a bit of a, a lean period. Uh, <laughs> no, he's going through quite a resurgence in uh, popularity because he did Superman Returns and then didn't really hear from him yeah. for a bit. And he's done recently. He's done Scott Pilgrim. He's, he's done Zack and Mary. The funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, he was in Zack and Mary. He was in uh, series three of Chuck. He did really well in that. It was great to see him in in, in that. Um, I can't 
can't think. I'm sure there's something else I've seen him in recently as well. But uh, well, wasn't he essentially unknown before Superman? Because yeah. they wanted to keep it traditional. Really. Yeah, he was an unknown before then. But yeah. he's he's actually a really good actor. I think. Yeah, he played the one of the really well because he was a, a super vegan mm. who wouldn't. He doesn't eat anything with a face. <laughs> uh, or had a face, I think, and he gets these vegan superpowers, which get taken away from him when Scott tricks him into drinking a half and half. <laughs> coffee. Does coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Does Michael uh, Sarah actually work? Yeah, I thought he was really league? good. Yeah, because for me, he's very um, he he's, he play he tends to play a lot of characters very one one noted. I, I find. Well, I haven't seen him in anything else. So well, I've, I've seen him. In, I've seen him in Year One, Superman. Yeah, I've seen him in Superman. He's quite good. Year One, he's basically playing the same sort of character. Uh, Youth in Revolt, I've seen him in the trailer for that, and he basically plays that character and. A he was good. He, he was good in Juno, though. That is a. Oh, I mean, I think that was a really good film. So, yeah. But he, I think he's the Bruce Willis of uh, one note acting. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, he was good in this. Um, the, they actually, I think they actually maybe had. The actors playing their instruments as well, which mm. I think is a nice touch. That's pretty sweet. We got Macaulay Culkin's cousin in it, isn't it? Uh, I think it isn't his brother because he looks exactly like. Oh, him. it was his cousin in the film, in, in wasn't it his cousin who was in when he was in Home Alone? I think he's his brother. Oh, well, we're yeah. one drinking out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he plays uh, his gay roommate, and it's actually quite funny. And yeah, he ends up sleeping with at least three other men, <laughs> and they share a bed on the floor with. There's. Um, Scott Pilgrim mm. shares a bed with his gay roommate and his boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's actually quite funny. Very good. Uh, yeah, I can highly recommend watching it if you haven't yet or going I'm, I'm and getting it. I definitely want to see it. It's, it's very fun. Fun. I haven't If you like your video games, I mean, like me. Yeah, you know you can pick up on a few bits and pieces. I'll just like Edgar Wright. So if yeah. if you like Edgar Wright, like yeah, video like games Edgar and Wright. comic books, then you're going to be in nerd yeah. heaven. I mean, I think. Sorry, not nerd, geek heaven. Nerds, <laughs> nerds are the spotty horrible ones. <laughs> nerd sit in dark rooms playing computer games. Yeah, playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh. Moving on, the the next film we're going to uh, briefly go on about. Um, well, Ant is going to talk about after he stopped <laughs> oh. dying horribly. Even have a heart attack. Is the amount of laughing of them. The, the special edition of Avatar. Oh, yes. Please um, discuss. <laughs> is it worth paying to see again? Um. No. <laughs> Apart from one scene that actually makes the next scene that's in the film make a little bit more sense, but apart from that, it was like, didn't you get to see new creatures, new no. animals in it? I thought you did. No, they were all the Th- same. This, this is what I don't get about extended films because I watched the original film and then I watched the extended version, and nine times out of ten, because it's, uh, and this is probably because it's been a while since I saw the original, but I don't. Re- recognise any new no. and I, I recently watched Avatar as well like in 2D before I saw the 3D version at the IMAX and it just it was just the same film but it looks slightly nicer it's one of them rare exceptions where I can accept 3D because it was made for 3D which is why I'm yeah. going to enjoy see that's what I liked about it in 3D you watch it in uh, because most of it is well I say most of it is like, 60% is CG so yeah. because it's CG 3D actually works yeah and, and it's using the uh, the red cam is it red camera I'm not too sure there was it a lot of like there yeah. was things it was like, like I don't know what it was but glass looked nicer mm. 
through in the 3D perspective of it, it was really weird. Oh. Those things that float around, no fucking it put me off. You know, them, them little specks of shit. Oh, the... Um, it's just got one of them right there. Oh, the seat. Yeah, I spotted it. I was yeah. trying to catch it, but I failed. Like a child at a 4D piece. cinema. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> Every time the clown like, come off the screen, <laughs> no. Kitty. This 4D cinema is great. It makes me feel like Michael Jackson's really come out the screen to get me. He <laughs> 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 feels like he's coming right at me. Oh, water. Uh, um, yeah, but yeah, it... it it, it, I don't know. It just seemed. It's just the same film, essentially. In, in it's, it's it's it, it is. It is essentially Spaceballs Two: The Search for More Money. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just dancing with Smurfs. Yeah. To put it plainly, it's just like no. I hate it when people say it's Smurfs because it's just because they're blue. Yeah, I know, but it is. <laughs> it the is. film's it not is. actually that good, though. No, it's not good though. It, it looks really very pretty. It, as a spectacle, I think the same could be said for most of James Cameron's films, really. Apart from maybe Terminator 2. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know, I didn't really think the story of that was that good. Well, I mean, he just makes very long films. Yeah. Mm. He does. And surprising that Andridley Scott, if they were to both work on, if they found out they were both working on the Alien prequels, then you'd be in You're looking at a four hour film. Yeah, you'd be looking <laughs> at a two year long thing, I think. You'd be something like, fuck yeah, you'd have to move in. They were like, I don't know, it just visually brilliant. Story, shite. <laughs> On an he almighty. Could have, he could have done with the script polish before they yeah. actually started. Surprisingly, it took him 10 years to develop that. Is that the best? I think he spent most of his time on the actual technology. Well, right? Probably. If it turns around, if it turned out he had spent 10 years on that, I'd go, oh, I can come up with a nice Nine years, story 10 that. months on. I think it's special effects. <laughs> <laughs> Two months, that's been generous. Well, I mean, yeah. We spent two weeks week. on the script and then the rest of the time on Pandora. Because, I mean, that's yeah. how good it looks, really. Good. Yeah. It was, I don't know. I mean, apparently he's, he's going to try and make the second one in half the time, which means it's probably going to be even shiter. But 2015 at the earliest. Yeah. <laughs> and the third one, well, I'll probably be dead by the time he makes the third one. Mm. And he will. But um, he'll <laughs> be doing it from shit. the grave. Yeah, they will do what they did with like AI. He'll just start it, die, and then Steven Spielberg will take over for the last twenty minutes, yeah, or ten minutes, whatever it was. But it was I don't know. It just didn't really seem any different. In I mean, there was no new creatures. And did anyone else notice they nabbed a few sound effects from Jurassic Park? The horses sounded like the raptors. In fact, no. It's it been was, a while since I've watched it. It's so. been a pedantic Jurassic Park fan. It was the exact sound the raptors used. No, they're like, wow. Well, I'm not surprised. They, it was that. They nabbed it. ILM did a load of the things. Did a load of the... It was ILM and Weta that did the special effects. I'm not surprised if they got yeah, but you so you, on the yeah, yeah, but you can't nab sounds from other films. That's just lazy. Walking with dinosaurs, a cheap BBC documentary made all their own sound effects. I'm sure that's the BBC. Well, it's what they used to do. Maybe not so much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure James Cameron can afford, in his billion-pound budget, to go off and make his own little sound. Personally, if it it was me making making any film, I'd prefer to have an original array of yeah, yeah, Foley exactly. and stuff and yeah, sound effects yeah. you'd, you'd Most, just, just for the fact that then you own everything to do yeah. with the film then, don't but you? So he didn't and I just thought that was very 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 lazy of him but hey uh, I'm just a pedantic Jurassic Park fan so what can I say I, if any, oh, I don't know so I hope they don't make Jurassic Park 4 because they're going to murder it but that's a different matter for 
Is it hand turn or is it leave the phone ringing? It's sort of halfway between. It's one of those. It's all pick up, but you're not entirely sure. It's pick up and put back down. Yeah, shall we say? It's an indecisive Caesar. An indecisive. Yeah, just like I don't know. I don't know. Chop his arm off. That'll do. That's what I prefer. The English tigers I prefer. So, next section, as you'll have guessed from another new sting, oh. you'll notice that there are a lot of new stings in this episode, <laughs> is Rant of the Week. Uh, I can't claim to have ever seen this film. Haven't you? No. Don't. Because <laughs> I, I saw the making of before it was released, and I just went, oh dear, and never to watch it. I saw the, um, the special exhibition that they had at the, uh, the motor show, and I was like, this is bad. <laughs> I, I saw the trailer, and then... Me and my sister were always oh, buy it off front row back in the day, and I, turn around <laughs> and I, was, I was like, "Yeah, I think me and my dad had two pound fifty that we just wasted." Yeah. Oh. Uh, the film, of course, is Thunderbirds the movie. It wasn't now, called the movie. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> we've got to differentiate it from um, the TV series. Oh, yeah, and the they, two did films they do Thunderbirds the movie. No, they no, did Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds Argo okay. and Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds Six. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Thunderbirds the movie, the, the film directed by Jonathan Frakes, formerly uh, number one in Star Trek The Next Generation, has <laughs> uh, uh, forged, a, forged a career for himself in uh, directing movies. Not uh, very well. No, he, no. He, he, no, he did two Star Trek films. Star Trek First well. Contact was quite good, and mm. he, uh, he did a decent job on Insurrection, even if the story wasn't quite as great. Right, I should point out that if you do hear any noise in the background, it is the dog eating her food. <laughs> so, um, apologies. Now, um, out. Thunderbirds the movie. <laughs> what Rant what away. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End of it. scene. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to. Um, it's a bag of shit. It destroys everything Thunderbirds was, even down to the spaceships. And the design, even the backstory. The spaceships. Yeah, they're spaceships in it, aren't they? Instead of rockets. Outright. Oh, yeah. Um, and 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 they they get the backstory completely wrong because he turned and said, "Oh yeah, we're going to try and base it before the series started when the first episode of the series yeah. was the first ever mission." So they got that wrong for a bloody start. And wasn't Bill Paxton? He was the dad. Yeah, he was. He was. He was Jeff. Jeff Tracy, and they tried to explain why they don't have a mother. We don't want to know why they haven't got a mother. It was never brought up in the series. No, they never really gave. <laughs> I always assumed that Jeff had killed her, and then <laughs> taken the insurance money. <laughs> and then <laughs> taken the insurance money to put Thunderbird. And at the same time, um, she's floating in he, one of the bays he and Tracy Island. It was all a ploy to keep his boys entertained. <laughs> they, they, they they suffered terribly from boredom. <laughs> Where, why are they Give them a hobby. Yeah, they <laughs> don't rescue people. Is it ever explained why the Tracys have so much money? I think it, the, he the was official backstory was that he was a, uh, an astronaut yeah. in NASA. Oh, I think very successful. Enough to build Tracy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 enough to employ brains. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And all the Thunderbirds uh, machines. Which they also got. That's another thing. Brains has a son. Oh, he yeah, never yeah. had a geeky son. And 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 what's her face? Tintin was never that young, ever. And she never had a mother, ever. Did did uh, Jerry Anderson have anything to do with the film? No, it explained a lot. Yeah. No, and he apparently he saw he, it and said, "What a load of crap." 
<laughs> no, his exact word was, that's the biggest load of shit I've ever seen in those words. And for an old man to say that, that's just... And apparently, Sylvia and... Is it Sylvia Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, she, she had something to do with it. And she, she got a special it. thanking at the end of she liked it. Yeah, well, like, she... Um, didn't her and Jerry get divorced? Yeah, yeah and she yeah. kept all the puppets. Apparently, which is why when the new series she had the rights. Yeah, the new series they're trying to make. That's probably why. Yeah, that's probably why Jerry went and redid Captain Scarlet and CG instead of. Yeah, it was just it was the worst pile of shite I have ever seen. I I'd class it lower than even an Uwe Boll film for goodness sakes. It's just not even low. That is. I mean, I used to think. Does it is it subpar even for a kids film? No, it's just. It's just That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, is, is it subpar for a kid? I don't know. Kids might like it because my sister liked it and she never grew up watching the originals. Well, that could explain. That, that, that could explain a lot. Yeah. Mm. They've aimed it at a younger generation. Do you know what I say? Sod the younger generation. If they don't like what we have to make, it's like Sherlock Holmes. If they don't like a detective film, then don't aim it at them. Aim it at the adults who are going to like it. If you're going to make Thunderbirds, aim it at the adults because they're the ones who are going to remember it, not the kids. Sod the younger generation. But I don't care. At about. the same time. Captain Thunderbirds. The only reason that I ever enjoyed Thunderbirds was because my dad told me to watch it because he said I'd enjoy it. That was back when they broadcast it again on BBC Two in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's when I got I, into it. So, if from from that perspective, if you've been introduced, because that, that seems to be the appeal of Thunderbirds, it's sort of like got a timeless quality anyway. Mm. But you know, you've got the original generation that saw it in the sixties, then every time it's been repeated since then, it's always been passed on to like another generation. So yeah, but the thing is that even in I mean that's that, still no excuse for a bad film. No, just completely I mean when it was first brought out destroyed in the 60s, in continuity. Because it was so like it was technically classed as violent, they had to put it on at like eight o'clock at night. So like bring when they brought it back, I think they still played it. If I remember rightly, they still played it quite late. When I BBC first nine, it. in the nineties, it was on about six o'clock. It was yeah, the, the, the sci-fi. Yeah, um, and slot. So it's like it was still technically, in a way, aimed at adults because it was. If, if, if you think about it, it was still quite a dark series. So to come along, take something like Thunderbirds and. I would say it, that it, was a, it wasn't dark. It was a Captain little Scarlet bit. Sometimes oh, Captain, yeah. Captain Scarlet, Scarlet, Scarlet was dark and pointless. Yeah, this is true. I mean, there were moments where it was a bit like, ooh. Especially if, like, you were in the 60s. I mean, if anyone was scared of the Daleks, then, well, there you go. But it's like, if you're going to take someone like Thunderbirds, at least do it properly, for the love of God. Introducing kids yeah. smacks to me of uh, studio interference. Mm. And script writing stuff. Fab, Fab One wasn't in it. There was a Ford in there. There was a monstrous Ford in there, but Fab One wasn't in the film. Because they couldn't get the rights to Rolls Royce. I know, but even so, Fab and that's what stuff. that's what a lot of it comes down to: getting the rights and yeah. doing that. But redesigning the ships as well, just for the sake of redesigning them. There was no point. They, they looked, looked awful. awful. Yeah, the only one. Th- that I, I took one look at Thunderbird two and showed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it's like if they'd have taken I don't know Thunderbird six or no Th- Thunderbirds Argo or something, and just done a, a on a shot for shot. But a live action remake without changing any of the ships, without changing any of the backstory, and just done one of those, it would have been bloody fantastic. Although, or they've made live a full length version of the first episode and then gone from there. They could have had made a, a franchise out of it if they'd have done it well enough, but they didn't. They just mm. made some shitty ass backward backstory that had no relevance to the original Thunderbirds, and it was just 
generally terrible. <laughs> for what it's worth, I don't think I blame number one for for directing it because I, I I think he probably did a good job directing it. But if it, really it comes down to the script in the first place, if the script isn't up to par, mm. then the director you know can only take so much of the blame. Uh, I think he did take a disproportionate amount of the blame for that film. I mean, really. Uh, yeah, I the, suppose. The, they should have focused a lot, which they never did. They never focus on the writers. They blame it on the director. Yeah. Although I will say <coughs> he obviously didn't do a very good job of directing the actors because there weren't very many good actors in the film. No. Well, even he, he, even Sophia Miles was a little bit hit and miss, but she's just eye candy, so he let her off. Well done, Parker. And even worse, even worse, was the fact that you got this big, beefy black bloke, and I do kung fu, jujitsu, uh, and she just turned around and goes, well, I know Parker. And he comes up and they, and Lady Penelope does Kung Fu. When did she ever do Kung Fu? And In the series, she, she went shot around some people. She shot some people yeah. and she drove badly. Yeah, Because that's what women do. Yes. They drive badly. <laughs> she could hold her own. She was. Yeah, she didn't need rescuing. Yet she gets caught within about 10 seconds in the film. But why are you, A, why are you doing Kung Fu? B, why are the comedy value sidekicks in the first place? Um, and C, why is there comedic cartoon sound effects in the background? It was just, oh, because Why is there a it's puppet a... hand? Yes, yes, I spot on that. Marsh, that's oh, no, that's just, homage it's to... just stupid, though, because it is... It, it looks it, shit. It is quite the word. It, even though it's a puppet hand, they could have made it look better than what <laughs> no, it was. Even that looked crap. But yeah, so all in all, I'm going to stop because otherwise this podcast will be four hours long and yeah. carry on. It, it was generally terrible. Truly diabolical. My, my exact words when I finished watching the film were, I, that was so bad, I think I'm paralysed from the waist down. It was just terrible. Are you Okay, the next section of the show is cult classic. This week we are talking about Pulp Fiction. Discuss. <laughs> I, th- I think it's cult Shot classic. Shot Marvin in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker's got a weight problem. I like it. I, I, I like yeah. Harvey Keitel's <laughs> I like it. Um, why should we call it a classic? Why shouldn't you? Yeah. I think it's like the. I think that's probably like. I think it's Tarantino. Like, it's Tar- yeah, Tarantino can't really put it wrong. I still prefer Reservoir Dogs. Oh no, I like. Yeah, I reckon they're probably both on par. I think that it, because of the fact that Pulp Fiction had a bit more money, then you could you could do. Things. Pulp Fiction is still absolutely brilliant. Though, mm-hmm. so. he, he, he did things got that lots he, of um, lots of good imagery in the film. I think <laughs> the, the dialogue in it. I mean, the one thing that said a lot of that film is what they say. Doesn't most of the films at that time, all that was being said had to be listened to because it forwarded the plot that movie couldn't you don't have to listen to what they're saying because they're not talking about anything really but they still speak like they're real people mm. yeah I think that's that's what helps I think Tarantino's got a good ear for dialogue yeah he's, yeah. Uh, he's brilliant uh, especially uh, the scene that comes to mind for me is the, the whole scene with um, Vincent Jules in the car talking yeah, about cheeseburgers no, yeah, yeah talking about cheeseburgers <laughs> that's the uh the uh, the thing that sits out to me, especially the bit as well where you've got uh, where at the start of the film where they're about to sort of go into um, they they go oh, to they go to the pick, flat go to that pick up yeah, epic think, epic yeah. tracking shot that yeah. just does not want to end yeah. <laughs> fuck when are they going to cut away and just the the fact that 
before they go in, they go, oh, we've got a couple of minutes, and then they just walk up the corridor and have a chat, and they come back. <laughs> it just, it's like, stuff like that. You usually, yeah, usually on a film, while we've, we've still got a couple of minutes left, it would cut and then have them knocking on the mm. door. But instead we get to see all of that. I think that's that's part of Tarantino's appeal. Mm. And even when there's a child. Yeah. Even when they're following Bruce Willis back to his flat. It goes through the fence. I mean, yeah. just, every time I see that, I just think, what? there is no cut. There's no way they could have added a cut. But at the same time, there's no way a cameraman could have fitted through that fence without there being... Maybe it was on a wire. Oh, I reckon what it could have been was um, everything in like ABR. Mm. I reckon because they probably he probably did pass through that fence, but because they're all the sound was all, all completely beat up, he didn't hear him rattling through the fence and stuff. Stands a good chance. Yeah. And of course, there's the the classic scene with uh, the 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 rape part. Just yes. as started. The, the, di- the dirty the dirty the dirty scene. the dirty. I, I, I don't remember. Every time I see the gimp when he gets punched, <laughs> oh, no, no, just hang hang hanging there <laughs> on his knee. <laughs> We cool? Yeah, we cool. No, I do remember that. No. But I get my boys to work on it with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. Did you hear that, boy? I'm going to go medieval on your head. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think as well the way uh, Tarantino toys with the perception of time as well. Yeah. Mm. That, that works yeah. out quite nicely. Because obviously uh, Vinny dies. Because uh, obviously Bruce Willis blows him away. Is it Vince? Yeah. Vinny makes him sound like a, a, yeah, I, I, a, I, I, an Italian sort of thing. The fact that Bruce Willis's character kills him sort of about, was it about halfway through the film, and then the way the, the plot is structured, or the way the story is structured, he's, you know, end, he's resurrected. We don't assume that you have seen like, this, because if you haven't, then why right, are you listening to us? Well, right. it's, <laughs> it's 16 years ago. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't. If you haven't seen it by now, then you really should have. Quite yeah. frankly, I remember the first. I've only ever seen it once, but I remember when we watched it. I was out with my dog sit, and she made some dinner, and she made Sunday dinner for about four people on two plates. I could not. Was I could not look away from the screen again. Just couldn't even move. It was the biggest pile of roast buds I've ever seen. And that's not something you hear every day. No. Back to the film. <laughs> yeah. uh, any any other thoughts? It was just genuine. It's one of classic moments. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole film could be considered. I liked the diner. Oh, you've got lots of intertwining stories as well. It's like an anthology piece, but it's not a traditional anthology piece where they don't interact with each other. It's yeah, all in and around each other. No, I did have to like cover my ears when it got to the bit with the adrenaline needle because that was horrible. Yeah. I I showed my mum. I said to my mum, "You've got to watch this film." And she watched it, and she's just saying, "Well, what's going to happen? Nothing's happening." And then at the end, she said, "Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's really <laughs> good because everything gets tied up in a nice little book. It's, uh, it's not a rushed ending. Although it's a film that if you've seen once and you've seen maybe twice or something, you can pick a scene to watch, and you could just watch that scene. It just you don't have to keep on watching the whole film again. Mm. Well, that and is good too. more importantly, or maybe not, given the bat- battlefield Earth came a few years later, but it rejuvenated John Travolta's it career. Did. Yeah." <laughs> Because he was, uh, he wasn't exactly hot property yet until that yeah. came out. And then I think Tarantino has an eye for that as well. He tends to cast people that are either not quite in the public limelight yet, like um, oh, they were seeing Kill Bill, the, 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 the chap, yeah. the chap from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Christoph, 
Christopher Waltz. Yeah, Christopher Waltz. Wait, which, who was he again? Remind me. He was the uh, the Jew hunter. Oh, the, the, the man with the foghorns. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tarantino has a way of finding actors that are either just on the verge of becoming, you know, sort of super huge and you know, obviously talented as well as, as <coughs> was in his case. He he gives them uh, he gives them roles though that um that suit them. Yeah, it seems as if he writes it thinking this would be good for John Travolta, but it's not a John Travolta role. Like mm. it, it seems to be like John Travolta would be brilliant in this, not because that's what he does, but he just would it be just good in it. it yeah. yeah. Um, I think we can all say that Pulp Fiction is well worth adding to your collection. Yeah. Yeah. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Next on the list of things, as again you will have guessed from the lovely new sting, <laughs> is the main feature. Now, We've got new stings. We have. Oh, we haven't made them yet. <laughs> 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 don't don't tell them that. <laughs> I've, I've already ruined that. that <laughs> Uh, so the main feature this week is a very brief discussion on uh, films longer than two hours, yay or nay? Yay, depending on the f- director. Well, talk picture. Yeah, the sub- yeah. Two hours. It, 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 <laughs> it depends. Well, I mean, yeah, more than like let's say two and a half hours. Yeah, films that are pushing the 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 the, you know, the toilet break boundary. Um, I was I watched the forty year old virgin yesterday, and I was thinking That's really it is. It is really long, but at the same time, it's. You think this is really long, but at the end of it, 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 does it still a, doesn't feel as if it dragged. Or, no. Or I, it could it, have it depends on the film, it depends on the story, it depends on the director. I find a lot of James Cameron's films, they feel really long. Yeah. And they are really long. Yeah. <laughs> like Avatar and Titanic. Although, technically, I only ever class Titanic as being an hour and a half because I don't watch the first two hours. Yeah. I just skip past it and get to the good bit. What the tits? <laughs> the tits and the sinking, yeah. Although, mind you, they're not far apart from each other, if right. I remember rightly. So, I just technically watch them when. And then a handprint on a car door. <laughs> that has been imitated for years yeah. to come. Uh, but, I mean, for the most part, uh, I, I think it does depend if it's going to be a story that's going to engage you for the full mm. runtime. It's like if Christopher Nolan did a three and a half hour film, I would gladly sit through it quite yeah, well, Inception felt quite long. I think that was about. That was only two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. Which was, but I, even, I mean, that didn't feel hugely long. Cause you no, said, it did feel. You got really engrossed into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, um, the Dark Knight. That's nearly two and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that that sort of length is acceptable if the story engages you. And, and Batman the, the, Begins. And there isn't any um, sort of filler in the story or or, or dips in the story that mm. no sort of detract from your attention. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with ba- the two Batman films that Christopher Nolan's done. The the story keeps going no matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter about the runtime. The story is is still it's progressing. At every I point. mean, in Batman Begins, he doesn't become Batman for like the first hour. Yeah. And then eventually he's like, oh, well, well, you're, you're Batman, hello. I've forgotten about that. And then <gasps> then it gets. He's just. He's just. I need a throat sweet. I don't know how to take my mask off. Well, that's better. <laughs> I need a throat sweet and I need a mother to punch. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it depends on pacing as well because I watched, uh, I, at least I tried to watch um, There Will Be Blood. Oh man, that film is It's really long. Really long. And I was watching it and although <clears> I, I thought, okay, so the pacing's quite slow, which is fair enough because it, it was quite good, what, well, at least what I saw it, but it's just I think I kept watching it and watching I, it. Thinking, probably in the minority it? thinking that it wasn't actually all that. It, it, I've exactly, not if seen it, it yet. I, I, I plan to watched it until the end, and I think if I watch it to the end, 
All I'm going to say is, is that the pacing was just too slow to suit that long of a movie. Because mm. other, it, I mean, although the place, the pacing, I think, should have been slow because that's kind of what it was. Just too long. In, and in the end, I just thought, well, I, got, I can't keep watching this because I, I need to go for a pee. Yeah. <laughs> no, you see, uh, no country for old men. Oh, that that film's genius. Yeah, that is really nothing good. happens at all, really, does it? Yeah, got, exactly. Yeah, but you've got Jeremy Bardem going around popping people with his, his, <laughs> his, his confession gas. Yeah, but you see, the pacing on that is slow, and the film is really but long it, as well. But, but that but seems to time, work because you see, every, it's very. I find I find it very tense. Yeah, throughout the whole film, you're on the edge of your seat all the time, yeah. thinking, Jesus Christ. But that's what makes. I think that's what makes that film work. On on, on a related note to that film, I, I mean, this isn't really to do with the subject we're talking about, but the the fact that. Uh, this is going to be spoiler alert as well for anyone that's not watched it. Uh, Josh Brolin, we, we're following his character pretty much from the start of the film. He just dies off screen, doesn't he? Mm. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, that, I mean, I'm, we might have to sort of do that as a rant at some point. But in that instance, it worked. But um, let's take X Men Three for example, oh. a, a rant in itself. <laughs> but the fact that Cyclops dies off screen. Does he? Is, yeah. I can't remember that. Yeah, he dies off screen. Like, I don't remember oh, much of that film, no. to be honest. I was too confused. Yeah, to you've the, introduced too many new characters. The reason he died off screen was because uh, the, uh, the actor went off to play uh, Lois Lane's husband in Superman Returns. That's the only reason he was in X-Men 3 for about 10 minutes. <laughs> Another example, the people might say, some people say it's too long, and I'd say it's not long enough. Lord of the Rings. Oh, the first, the first one. Minute, are we talking extended or the normal? Because I haven't seen the extended one. Which one are you talking about as well? Well, the first two were only three hours. I thought the they were like fine. three, the first three two and a half hours, but well, the, the I, two I, were only like three. And cinema the, wise, the cinema three. wise, the first two paced rather well. Yeah. The first one was nice and light. The, the second one was a bit darker in tone. The third one even darker. But the problem with the third one was the false endings. Mm. It was paced really nicely until then, and then every time you thought it was going to finish, Peter Jackson <laughs> did a very slow fade, a fade back up, and See, the I, amount of times you were like, oh, oh, I, I oh, need the wee, need the wee, because the, um, the bit where it fades out and they're lying on the rocks, and it sort of faded out, and I stood up in the cinema and went, can't end there, oh, it hasn't, so I'm just like, <laughs> to sit back down really quickly before, it, I'm going to lot of the cinema turns and look at me and go, oh shit, people oh, do I, that, I honestly cannot, don't argue. speak in a cinema, yeah. the even worse was I was sat next to someone in a wheelchair who had a mechanical drinking device, so every five minutes we could hear was, and it and just people just, yeah, and he was like, oh, oh he's staring at you, yeah. <laughs> I was like, for the love of God, <laughs> it's not big. But I, I, I went to see that film three times in the cinema. So mm. I can, can I raise something as yeah. a topic? Uh, talking about Lord of the Rings, a kid I know says that Peter, he, he's of the opinion that Peter Jackson is a bad director. And yeah. as such, every time I just want to punch him in the face. It's a fair enough, you might not like his films, but see, he is not a bad director. No, I mean, give him no money and he would make a film that still yeah. looks absolutely amazing. Talking about pacing, yeah. I don't know how long the film is, but Blow, Blow, that it crap. But you, you, the beginning of it, you think, Jesus Christ, the way this is going, this is going to be amazing. And but isn't um, Fear and Loathing quite long? And yet the pacing in that is just like it's gone over fifty million miles an hour. It's like shit. You read uh, the book, and <coughs> even in the book, I have I. Uh, I read the first chapter of the book without seeing the film and Blow, Penelope Cruz. Yeah. It's only two hours, four minutes long though. 
Yeah. So the, the but I'm talking about like the pacing at the beginning is really yeah. fast and makes it seem like it, it's kicked off to a brilliant start, but then right, it just, just slows down. So uh, I think we're on the consensus that if the pacing's right and if the story's uh, if, if, the sto- if the story pulls you in and the pacing's right, then a, a long film is acceptable. Yeah. If not. If they mess up one or either or both of the, uh, if, if the plot dips at least once, then if the plot the story, if the plot the story either dip or both of them dip, then it won't be redeemed. No. no! Right. The uh, the next section of the show is the most disappointing moments in cinema. New Sting. New Sting. Ah, ah, it's very nice. Uh, so we we're going to talk about uh, Quantum of Solace. Uh, after uh, most of it, I, I thought of this one mostly because Casino Royale was a fantastic reboot of the series. I thought the, the story was there, the characters were there. It didn't stray too far away from the original novel. That's another two and a half hours. Isn't it? Uh, but yeah, again, pacing, pacing wise, yeah. story wise, fantastic. Uh, and then I, I was sort of thinking, okay, so they've gone back to Casino Royale. It'd be nice to see if they followed the actual books mm. and sort of updated the books for a modern audience, did them as films. So. Uh, the second book, chronologically speaking, is uh, Live and Let Die, mm-hmm. and I thought it'd be nice if they went and did like Cine Royale and then did Live and Let Die as the, as the second story. Wasn't that all short stories though? No. Oh, which no. one was the short story? Um, Quantum of Solace was, wasn't it? That, that was Quantum a, of Solace a short story. story. Yeah. Um, it's got nothing to do with the film at all. I can't remember the title of the short story collection, no. but Live and Let Die was actually a story on its own. Oh, right. Um, but so I, I thought, well, I mean, okay, so they've done Live and Let Die before, but at the same time, it'd be nice to, for them to do Casino Royale and then do the books in the order that mm. you know that they were released. But no, I think the only reason they chose Quantum of Solace because the actual Quantum of Solace short story is nothing like the film. No, the only reason they chose Quantum of Solace as the title is because uh, it's an Ian Fleming Bond story, an original Ian Fleming Bond title. That hasn't been done as a film yet. Yeah. That's the only reason they use because that. Because if they made that as a film, it'd be two and a half hours of Bond talking to some president or another, yeah. I think, about love affairs. And that was all the short story was, plain yeah. and simple. There was no action, no guns, no nothing. Yeah. And yet they took the. Oh, that's a good name. Oh, stick yeah, that on the film. Let's make a I, I mean, that's, that's a different sort of thing altogether than mm. the film. But the, the film itself was a disappointment, especially yeah. after Casino Royale, because it, it was like. This plot doesn't make sense. No. I don't think was was there a plot? Uh, it's a revenge plot. Yeah, because there was a baddie, but yeah. we didn't really know why he was a baddie. Yeah, because <laughs> you're evil, I mean, but I can't make out why. That's <laughs> French. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. This is all the. I mean, it's probably yeah. Belgian actually. It's even worse. Yeah. Yeah, but there was a, there was <laughs> a French person in it, and he was a good person, but he got shot and dumped in a bin yeah. by Bond, and had his wallet robbed by Bond. You had a you had a decent villain in in Casino Royale as well. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't like you know the main villain, but then we get to the main villain in Quantum of Solace, and he's rubbish. Yeah, you're like you don't know the first thing about us. You don't. Why are you in Yorkshire? That's not scary. Why have you got a Yorkshire bottle? I snuck custard creams into that film, and I didn't even feel like it was worth it. It so wasn't worth the custard creams. It wasn't creams. worth the custard creams in my sandwich bag. It was just that song was just. <laughs> Oh, it's not a guitar solo. It's him doing a guitar solo, and then Alicia Keys mimicking everything the guitar does. Going, I mean, no. I don't. Right, I hate auto tuning, but oh, for the no. love of God, will someone auto tune that woman? She is awful. <laughs> and then, pretty, pretty, 
I'll give her that, yeah. And she's a good pianist. But apart from that, and Jack White is a terrible songwriter. He apparently played drums on the song as well, and his drumming is god awful. He can't produce a song if his life depended on it. And he was just generally very bad. They they seemed a very odd choice. Yeah. For um, Bond theme. Yeah. They even put. Uh, I always thought Madonna's "Dying of the Day" theme was the worst. No, I quite like that. Song. Uh, but it that hails in comparison. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna admit I'm not a big fan of Bond. I'm not. I don't really like the films too much. I still think Sean Connery is the best Bond. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I'll I'll try yeah. to I sat down to watch Casino Royale. And uh, I just didn't finish watching it, so I don't know how it ended. Which really did fuck me over when I went to see that Quantum of Solace in the cinema. I was just like, so what's going on now? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> well, that, that, that wasn't just you, that was no, no, yeah, that's that's everyone else going. But I just thought, okay, so he's in a car. I know that it ends, like, isn't it supposed to be like about six minutes after the first one finishes, it begins again? And then, like, okay, who's in, that, who's, who's in the car? What's going on? Okay, like, Dame Gigi Gaines, didn't, didn't someone shoot her? Didn't, didn't yeah. you get shot in the leg? Didn't he? I can't remember. Uh, he shot the, the guy at the end in the leg. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Yorkshire baddie. Yeah. But what I'm going to say is the fight scenes in it were brutal. They were like, you know, hardcore fight scenes. No, yeah. The choreography of like the fight scenes and stuff, I can't fault it. I really like the bit in the Again, end. it comes down to the plot. Yeah. I really it's like the bit in. Uh, Olga Kurylenko in it just because she's eye candy. <laughs> <laughs> that octa bit where the, he's on, he's in, you've got the stage yeah. and he's on in the. the well, that was mostly presented. I really like that because it just looked really good. And Dire- uh, the direction of the action scenes, not keen. Oh. Shaky camera. Right, yeah, Sh- shaky camera, and as my dad described it, girls allowed video editing. Mm. Three seconds a shot. Not even that half the time. Which isn't good for girls allowed video. It should just be focus. Yeah. Stay Tits. on there for a bit. Oh, yeah. But it's like, it just it was just seemed rushed. It's like, I mean, it made me laugh because. Michael Probably with good reason, given the current yeah. status. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like Michael G. <laughs> Wilson turned around and said he, he was going to leave the next film for a couple of years because Quantum of Solace exhausted him. So was the audience. <laughs> My brain hurt by the end of it, trying to work out what the hell was going on. And there's one thing as well they need to stop doing in Bond films because they didn't really, from what I remember, do it in Casino Royale. Dying of the day, I'm looking generally in your direction for this one, but they need to stop using CGI in Bond because... They have the massive budgets, but they don't... If they're going to have CGI, they can afford to get a decent CGI company. Because the CGI in... in Quantum of Solace was terrible. They like the plane that they were in. looked god-awful. Yeah. A bit like the... A bit like the... tidal wave. The tidal wave thing is Dying of the Day. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Dying of the Day. Dying of the Day? Is it a Jag that he drives in that and not an Aston Martin? No, he has, a, he has an Aston Martin. But in Dying of the Day, yeah, I was going to say, isn't it too? Yeah. I think it's a, a, the, the Zav or Zav or Diamond. Either like way, an invisible car is stretching credulity a lot. Oh, no. Especially even, even for Bond. Yeah. That's just, I mean, it made me laugh as well because he's stranded in the middle of wherever they're supposed to be, where there's ice places. He's stranded in the middle of nowhere, he's lost his vehicle, and a snowmobile just happens to go past, and he manages to commandeer it off. Oh, for the love of God, this yeah, that's is just... I think that's... If you say that, that to be, says Bond. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Bond is, it, it just get a bit... Satrical of itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then you've got the <coughs> horrible... Oh, we've got a satellite that can harness the power. But we're not talking sun. about that. No, this is true, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've got but I, I, I think just to round up, Quantum <laughs> yeah. of Solace, I mean, given the fact that <laughs> Bond, Bond 23, as it is currently told, yeah, reel him in, <laughs> reel him in. 
I Give, given the fact that Bond 23 is on hold at the minute, I think it should be a case that, that they, they should spend a bit of time working on the story. Or they should sell the franchise, which they'd make a lot of money, and sell it to someone who can afford to make it at the minute, and then just perhaps buy it back afterwards. And maybe. still work on the story. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure they've got the hire better writers. Mr. Todd? Uh, as you may guess from the sting that we just played, the new sting, <laughs> this is the soundtrack. It was shit. Um, <laughs> what the soundtrack? The sting. Are you criticising my sting? I've never criticised your sting. <laughs> Moving on. Why did you put an idiot with that? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't intend to. Anyway, uh, um, this is over to you, because you're yes. the soundtrack king. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's, that's one word for you. Yes. Um, and they call me others, but we don't go into that. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Which, ironically, the film wasn't that good, but the soundtrack was better. I quite liked the second film. Uh, yeah, it was alright, but it, it wasn't. I liked it more than part three. Yeah, uh, part three was still But great. that's not difficult. No, it's, it's all, I've probably said this many a time before, but the ironic thing with a series of pirates is, the first film, brilliant. Two, alright. Three, rubbish. The first soundtrack, terrible, because they sat down in Sylvester because they said his soundtrack sounded too piratey. Go figure. Troll hammer yeah. <laughs> And then they brought on Klaus Bedout, who worked with about nine other people, including Hans Zimmer. And then they had a falling out. Hans Zimmer then moved on and did the last two, of which were far better soundtracks than the first one. And even better. Probably than less think. disturbances in the force. Yeah, and they were actually live orchestras, because a lot of the first one was a very small orchestra, a very small choir, and a lot of fake synths, which didn't sound very good. But apart from that, but yeah, Pirates 2 was, was, I think most of it's just themes. For like the first half of it, and then it actually gets into score from the film, though. And like, there's bits like the Kraken thing is very good. Unleashed the Kraken. Even if it is like six minutes and used in the. A bit, only bits of it used in the film, though. That's what annoyed mm. me. There's like only tiny bits, and it doesn't sound very piratey because there's electric guitars in it and lots yeah. of electronics in it. <laughs> what have you done this for? But it's still one of my favourites off the soundtrack. Whereas, and the Davy Jones thing, that's. Yeah. A reoccurrence throughout a lot of some very haunting and whatnot. But the one that really gets me is Hello Beastie. Because it's ten minutes, you don't notice it though. But there's a bit that he nabbed from the King Arthur soundtrack he did, and it is literally note for note, <laughs> instrument for instrument, exactly the same. And someone did a comparison on IMDb, and it is identical. There was links to it. Oh, right, how can I say? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 that's just, I said that, I thought I might confuse people. But it was just, apart from that though, it was really good, even though a lot of people slated <coughs> because it wasn't very pirate, very piracy. But um, I, I think you can get it too cliche though when people say pirate. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it, it, the third one was just as good as well. So it, it, it was not quite as good, but. Apart from that, it was just a case of... It annoyed me because a lot of the cues were mixed and cut up and used in completely different places to what they're called on mm. the actual soundtrack. But apart from that, it was really good. And apart from the fact that he used eight... No, nine additional composers, which was very lazy. Apparently, all he did was compose the themes and the additional composers did the rest. So I, apart from it being one of my favourites, you do lose a bit of respect for him for doing that, but... Never mind. Hey ho. I think he used nearly ten on. I think he did use ten actually on the next one after that. I don't know why, 
They had an excuse on the first one, but not on the other two, because you have plenty of time to do them. Oh. Uh, yes, there you go. Short but sweet. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, and next up, to finish the show off, we have a new feature. What the f***? And as you can tell from that sting, uh, it is... <laughs> which, we, we, which we haven't recorded. Uh, what do you mean we haven't recorded? We, we have. Well, obviously we have. Didn't you hear it? I think it was metaphysical. We have recorded it, but uh, not at the point we're recording this bit now. Um, You're going very back to the future too. Yeah. You're confusing Marty! Marty! <laughs> um, we, uh, new section of the show. Uh, again, this is an idea I had while sitting at work. You tend I'm, to find most good inspirational things when you're at work. Yeah, that's I, right. do I carry a notepad around with me. I sit at a desk all day. I have to remember mine because I have a notepad, but I have to write stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it, I don't um, need to But yeah, oh, this is uh, solely dedicated to uh, my own stuff. So uh, yeah, this this section is basically any WTF moments in cinema generally. This is a bit like most disappointed moments, but this is more of a but it shocks you right. rather than makes this, you this, go. This, this is a confused <laughs> or a you are <laughs> yeah sort of a. That, that <laughs> if you can't see his expression, there, there, there will be a photo. There, there will be a photo gallery. Check out this very photo of Monsieur Happens. <laughs> that very scary because it, like, it doesn't look anything like you. But yeah, so, so it's it's a WTF moment in films that sort of just make you think. Oh, <laughs> a bit like uh, Chronicles of Riddick. That whole film in itself yeah, is I'm, is a WTF moment. I think the only WTF moment for me was. Dame Judy. Oh no! <laughs> well, we're not talking about that one. No, we are talking uh, this week. It is Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins, <laughs> specifically the Aussie his, Cockney, <laughs> his Cockney accent, uh, which oh. is about as far from Cockney as you could probably get. <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> no, no. It's just fighting round the world. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. It is. Uh, so it's like that Family Guy sketch. Uh, the uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. So he is probably prepared for this as much as Ben Affleck does for a movie. When you see him sat down, oh crap! I'm gonna be Henry the Eighth in four minutes. Hello, uh, uh, hello, hello. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> hello. All right. <laughs> I'm a bloody king. <laughs> it's, it's just disgusting, really, what it is. It's just horrible. It's, it's vile. It's absolutely horrible. horrible. I mean, Dick Van Dyke, I, I sort of respect him. Actually, no, that's a lie. I don't respect no, him. No, you've got to respect him a little bit. You've got to love the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try and avoid it, if possible. <laughs> it's, I, it's, I mean, you've got diagnosis murder. Diagnosis murder, I, I don't respect him. program. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I'm Dick Van Dyke. I love it that the intro bit where he's playing a clarinet, just <laughs> randomly, no reason. I, 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 I think his name's uh, slight. Well, they did that well. in a Family Guy, didn't they? Well, like Dick they, Van Dyke. Yeah, they bleeped it out when yeah. the FCC took over. Yeah, real life. <laughs> Dick what Van Dyke. Oh, okay. That 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 name in itself just seems yeah. Yeah. Like too disparate. Yeah. Dick. And then a vehicle thrown in the middle. Dick <laughs> Van. Dyke, the new sitcom <laughs> on NBC. <laughs> it's just, oh, uh, it's just. I mean, what, 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 you can't. How can you not respect him? 
I mean, I, I, I don't respect him because he didn't really put on a cop. But he's a good singer. All the band, he's all a really good dancer. The backing actors did better a job than he did. Yes, yes it's, the kids were better actors. Ooh. No, that's wrong. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, don't, he, don't, don't test no. my limits. <laughs> but no, the, he's a good singer. I wanted to and punch them in the face. Shit, I suppose. Spoon full of just ram it down the back of the throat. Um... He was, he's a good singer and he's a good dancer. And when he, you see the end of... No, <laughs> he isn't too. a good dancer who diagnoses murder. He's probably... <laughs> oh, but like, oh, you, you see him oh. at, No, but tell a lot. Let my son do it. You, you saw him at the end of um, Night at the Museum. And he was still like giving it a bit of a, a, bit of a swagger. Mm. Still had it. Like, he, he has a bit of his younger days. Oh, poking shit. <laughs> I don't know I mean. That's another rant for another yeah. day. But it's <laughs> just Dick Van Dyke in... Is just, it poor Paul is in that? Never make a... Oh, yeah, it's you've got everything else for the film seems to fit in quite nicely, and that you know you've got you've got the authentic sort of working class characters of, of the chimney sweeps. You've got the the posh family with David Tomlinson as the dad. You've got Julie Andrews. Uh, Julie Andrews, who also she she does a very very good job as well. Um, the talking Brolly. Right. She was all right. Yeah. <laughs> She's all right. Yeah, the, the talking Brolly, I think, stole the show at the end. <laughs> wow, I found that scene in there when Julie Andrews got her boobs out. Yes, that's very nice, Mary, but how do you solve this problem for me? Family guy again. Yeah. Oh, I hate family guy, and yeah, I still can't find myself quoting from it. But I, I think everything else in the film sort of gels together quite nicely. Okay, you've got the slightly fantastical side of uh, Mary Poppins' bo- arrival, both the fact that she just floats in <laughs> and she's got the. And causes the, a hurricane while she flies yeah, in. And she's got the TARDIS bag as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Do so you think maybe she can keep small kids in there that are really nasty? She's got loads of torture mm. devices in there. It's entirely possible. There's another kids in there. Spoonful of sugar or you get in the clouds. <laughs> she's got a gift. The Iron Maiden. <laughs> In my bag. Yeah, there's a kid sitting, <laughs> waiting to torture the children. They're going, yeah. There's other kids down there going, it's just a half star. Please, let me out. Okay, so you've got the fantastical elements there, but if you've got Dick Van Dyke supposed to be playing a cockney, then he could have actually done oh, some no. actual work on the accent. <laughs> Saying that, I, he did a good job as the manager of the bank. In this life, one thing counts. Yeah, him. That is Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it is. He's, that, he's, that, the, that, he's that, the old champion. Yeah, really old widowy man that keeps going over and I said people just telling. So, I mean, all things considered, whilst Dick Van Dyke's accent in Mary Poppins is horrible, yeah, kudos to him for uh, playing. You could say that in the sense of Trying and failing. The fact that he's playing two characters. He, what, he is technically doing a piece of sellers. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, okay. Although it was filmed... Karatikus Pots. It was filmed around <laughs> France and stuff. But was it set in Britain, or was he supposed to... I think like, is he was. American I think it's supposed in to, uh, Is he in Fleming Road? It's, it's, yeah. supposed be, it's supposed to be British, but he But he's American. He had his original accent in that. Oh, his yeah, kids are English. English. I, I think he was sort of told... I think he went to put on... He must have went... Gone <laughs> he put on the British... Very right, popular. And the director just went, memories. for the love of God... Stop. <laughs> You're an American in this. Just, just one, don't one do thing, it again. Uh, referring to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, that it's Lionel Jeffries who played uh, his dad, and there's only like about three years' age difference between uh, Lionel Jeffries and uh, Dick Van Dyke. Really? <laughs> just Lionel Jeffries was like bald and he had big grey hair and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But, uh, but yeah, oh, 
It's just his accent. If you go do a Cockney accent and do it properly or it, not it, at all, it almost made me vomit. It, vomit it, blood. It's yeah. Crazy. It's like I tell you, the opposite of that is. Uh, uh, Jason Statham in the Transporter. That's the exact oh. opposite. His American accent in that is so bad because he is such a cop. Uh, 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 is the implication here that Jason Statham is the new Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> in terms of doing accents which they can't do. In terms yeah. of doing bad it's accents. Like, that is bad <laughs> acting, <laughs> Jason Statham. Bad acting. Dick Van Dyke, American, can't do Cockney. Jason Statham, the thickest Cockney accent ever. He can't for shit do American. <laughs> He'd probably say it like that as well. <laughs> You, you, you just watch Mary Poppins and you want to go and shit blood. It's probably a more enjoyable experience than listening <laughs> to Dick Van Dyke's horrible oh, accent. Yeah, I know, you, you, you have to love him. He's just, he's a very Is he still going? Yes. Of course he's oh, still dear. going. He's 84. <laughs> he's, he can't be far off. Though. He'll be 85 <laughs> on December the 13th this year. If he lives that long. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. He'll, he'll do another like jiggery dance with his legs, and he'll just pull both of his like. Maybe legs being the dancer and stuff keeps you going. Look at Forsyth. I mean, he, he just dances no, all the time. Forsyth died Forsyth. a long time ago, and no one had the heart to tell him. He's got a new album out called Rhythm Train. Dick Van Dyke. Yep. <laughs> That's got, probably why he's still going. He's still got projects. To <laughs> yeah. Bruce Forsyth, he just keeps walking. He keeps walking, keeps having and then he keeps going. The, 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 the jeans on shooting stars. Yeah, they They put him in them. It's like uh, it's like um, perpetual motion. Oh, uh, do you know some, but some jeans? Some scientists in Ireland reckon that they've cracked that. They reckon that they've made like a perpetual motion. Emotion. <laughs> they, they reckon that they, they say they claim that these two have made it. It's on display in this thing. And on that note, I think we'll end the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week uh, we'll be doing a Resident Evil special because we'll be reviewing uh, Resident Evil Afterlife. Oh, in 3D. Uh, and in 3D. Oh, oh, I, don't I, might, I might not be. There. No, no, it will be good 3D for Judy, but they, they they borrowed it. I don't care. The cameras from James. Cameron. I don't care. Don't care, can't wait. You are a very sceptical bastard. I don't like 3D, okay? <laughs> I don't converted, like 3D. Converted 3D, 3D. 3D is it converted 3D? No, it's made 3D. Yeah, it's it it's the same camera as James Cameron used. They borrowed oh, it off when he's finished 10 years down the line. So we'll see. I'll hold my reserve judgment, but... Uh, yeah. It tends to be that if it's filmed in 3D, it doesn't look as bad. No. It's it converted, that's fine. But anyway, yes. going on top <laughs> Once more. The, uh, we'll be doing a Resident Evil special, so we'll talk about uh, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3, and also give a very brief review of Resident Evil Afterlife. Yes. And. Um, it's still not here. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, we'll do some more films we don't want to see. Another WTF moment, which will probably be from Resident Evil films. I, yeah. We can try and arrange it around. I've got one. Around all the Resident Evil stuff. You've got. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll try and do a Resident Evil special for you next week so uh, if you have been listening thank you if, or if you've been listening this long into the podcast <laughs> thank you thank and, you for putting uh, up yeah and we'll, we'll see you done. see you next time thank you and goodbye bye bye if you have any suggestions ideas or comments for the show send an email to info at randomstoke.com the movie review show is released roughly every two weeks or whenever we can be bothered to do a new one 